Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, Yannick, and welcome to the Glojo podcast. Hello, Leanne. Ooh, you've got a radio voice. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a a compliment one time from a guy. Do you know who Les Brown is? Yes, Um, I do. (laughs) I've met him only like once or twice, and and we were talking. He's like, he's like, you have a really good. uh, you do, do you like, like like radio voice, and as you know, growing up, I never loved my voice, but you know, it sounds different, obviously, when yeah. you know, in your own head, versus when you hear it for the first time. Like, I never go back and listen to my interviews or anything like that, yeah. and, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, Les Brown thought I had a good voice, so. I'm going with that. Yeah, you do. You do for sure. That's been one thing doing this podcast. I do my own editing. And to begin with, I swear it was some cruel form of torture having to listen to myself over (laughs) over (laughs) and over again. And now I'm used to it. But it is interesting. uh, The whole whole voice thing. Um, Yeah. So for everyone listening, Yannick is someone who I met about 10 years ago um, at an event at AFES at the time in Maui. And I remember just having the best conversations with you. I've always been really drawn to your message and the work that you do in the world. You are the author of Evolved Enterprise. I have the book. Nice, um, thank you. That's you... version one. We have a hardcover now. Ooh, all right. Um, and and then the Cosmic Journal. And I am just so digging the Cosmic Journal. It is so much fun and so playful. And we're going to talk about probably a little bit of all of this today. Okay. Um, I'll make sure that I put, for everyone listening, I'll make sure that I put um, Yonex's books and how you can get them in the Glojo shop. So I'll make that super accessible and easy to find. And um, but yeah, so Yannick, one of the things that I absolutely love about you and the work you do and really admire is your dedication to impact. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like when I actually read the evolved enterprise, the sub the subtitle, it says how to rethink, reimagine and reinvent your business to deliver meaningful impact and even greater profits. And so I would love to just turn the mic over to you and hear a little bit about you, your story, your journey and how you've walked the evolved enterprise path and ended up creating the cosmic journal and the cosmic oracles and everything you do is always so interesting, so playful, but meaningful. And I think that's what makes it have the impact and the amount of success too. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. The evolved enterprise definitely came about in a really interesting way where, um, so I'll just back up a tiny bit, not maybe not as much anymore, but a lot of people would know me from before, from my internet digital marketing space and started in 2000. So fairly early on selling my own content and then- Very early off. on. <laughs> yeah, pretty early. I thought I was late actually, which is funny because I had met some people that started in 94 or 95 wow. and, and, and then, but, but I saw what was happening and I'm like, oh, this is really interesting because I, I was a copywriter. I worked for my dad in medical equipment sales and service. So 
I got an amazing, I didn't think it at the time, but I got an amazing head start. Like all my yeah. friends are living at the beach. And he's like, he's like, we're a Russian immigrant family. And he's like, no, okay, you work with me. And I'm like, I want to go live at the beach. He's like, no. And and so, and I'm like 14 years old, telemarketing, 16. I'm out on the road, cold calling my own doctors. And if I got a car, that was sort of the premise. And then I'm like, this really sucks. And one of my doctor clients actually gave me a Jay Abraham tape and it like turned oh. the lights on about like, oh, you know, marketing in a way that you could write ads and people will notice. And then, so I just got obsessed with it. And, and I learned from all these incredible mentors. And I think your life changes through the books you read or material study, the people you meet and the experiences you have. Yeah. And so I would just, you know, study nonstop copywriting, psychology, you know, things like that about, I was like, this is fascinating. You can get somebody to have a response uh, simply by writing them a letter or doing something like that. And there's a whole process to it, as you know. Yeah. And and so, you know, my dad would be looking at these these ads that I'd write and he's like, nobody's going to read all this. And I'm like, oh, let's just try it and, and see. We get like a thousand percent return on investment on, uh, you know, some of the ads we're running for like pretty sophisticated medical equipment, like fetal Dopplers and EKG machines. Wow. And you name it. And and so I was writing these ads. Uh, Joe Sugarman, who just recently passed, you know, he was a big yeah. inspiration in that in the same way. And some, you know, some of the others. Uh, and so I learned copywriting at a very early age and started then working with some doctors and helping them with their marketing. Then I saw the internet and I'm like, oh, I could create, you know, some of the pieces that I've done for the doctors, for my my dad's business. I literally woke up three o'clock in the morning. I think your questions really dictate your answer. So I had yeah. had this little question that was sort of sitting around for a while, which was like, how do I create a fully automatic website that makes me money while I sleep is an incredible value for people. And that was at three o'clock in the morning, the idea for instant sales letters. So that was the very first thing back in 99. And I had no technical background. I couldn't build a site, you know, but I could write a sales letter. And then I had all these old film blank sales letters for all kinds of businesses. And that took off. And that was my first million dollar product. And then people were like, well, how'd you do that? Could you teach me how to do it? And, and so then I started teaching people how to take their knowledge and expertise and sell it online. And, and that was great. Very fulfilling. I mean, I had one, one guy from college come reach out to me and I have a, you know, I love young entrepreneurs and, and helping them out. And he came for coffee, he drove literally six hours to have coffee with me. And, and he was, and after I helped him a bit, he was like doing like a hundred thousand dollars plus out of his dorm room, selling information on how to take like a Honda Civic or sorry, how to take a Honda Accord engine, move it into a Honda Civic car. So all these interesting people like be like, ah, oh, I sell guitar lessons online now. You changed my life. And so super fulfilling. But then I asked the questions again and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? And when I was really honest in my journal, the answer was no. I had a lot, you know, outside looking in, everything was sort of great, but I just wasn't feeling fully fulfilled. And that led me to creating something called Maverick, which was like, oh, I'd be really happy hanging out with other awesome entrepreneurs. We'd have adventures and trips and we combine it with business and we combine it with some sort of charity element. And so the essence of all that has remained the same, but that's been one of my biggest sort of evolutionary takes because before that I had, I don't know, seven or eight products that all hit the million dollar mark and, you know, all, all did really well without just kind of following my intuition. And this was the first time that something wasn't quote unquote, unquote working. Yeah. It's like, it took about $400,000. My wife's like, um, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't know, but there's something here. And I could easily have gone back to sort of the, the internet marketing content world, but it felt like there was something more. And so the, like, I, I talk about this, like following your heart is frequently scary, but uh, never wrong. And so this was really following my heart. And, and so I asked my, you know, I'm a big journaler and we'll talk about journaling, yeah. I'm sure. 
<laughs> um, I asked my 111 year old self, what do I need to know during this time period where, when things are like going sideways over here? And I kept like cutting off stuff because it wasn't in full alignment with where, who I was and what I was doing. So I'd be cutting off like different like groups and programs I was doing and all sorts of stuff. And people are like, you're crazy. Like that's, you know, that's $200,000 of revenue. And I'm like, I right, know I'm, I'm really wanted to be like cutting, you know, like burning the ships kind of thing. And it was a very difficult time too, because of like trying to figure yeah. out, you know, because it really, it was my identity taking a huge hit of like, you've done this, you've done incredibly well. And now this, that you're more passionate about, like you can't make this work. And so I asked my 111 year old self, what do I need to know? And I used my non-dominant hands, my left hand. Yeah. And the answer was light a thousand suns who each have the potential to light another thousand suns. And that really became this kind of transition point where we changed the name of the group from Maverick Business Adventures to Maverick 1000 and, and decided that, you know, one entrepreneur can really help change the change in industry, but a thousand together can help change the world. And so that's been part of my path going forward. And along that way, I've been able to meet some incredible people, some, you know, well-known celebrity icons, but then a lot of not well-known, but who all had little pieces of this puzzle, which became the Evolved Enterprise. And the Evolved Enterprise starts at the very beginning, which is you. So how do you evolve yourself first? And, you know, we were talking about, am I allowed to mention the method? Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. The aha <laughs> method. Mm -hmm. So which, which, as you said, starts with awareness. And that's where this starts too, is like that first evolution of you and, and really getting clear on you know, who you are, what, what you're truly meant to be doing. And that's where the evolved enterprise starts from. And that's a never sort of done process. It's an ongoing evolution. And then you figure out what's your cause. Like, what do you care about the most? Like what's, what is it the impact that you want to make in the world? And for us, it was uh, changing the way business is played. And so when we really figured out that part in the greater mission um, went from, from losing money to, to actually finally, you know, having a 180 and, and making it work. And so a lot of the pieces then were also built into this evolved enterprise framework. So you got you, you got your cause, and then the outside pieces are the community. So you're building a community of essentially raving fans who care about this mission and impact and purpose that you're doing as a company. And then the culture that you're building within the organization, and then also the creation, which is the product or service. So that's the framework for evolved enterprise. And what's fascinating about this. So I wrote the book a couple of years ago from this journey, and I'd say it's even more poignant and more powerful right now, um, where we're, uh, people want to buy from companies that have a greater purpose and mission. So you're seeing this trend keep escalating year over year, more and more. So so like if you're if you're doing any kind of business, you want to be thinking about that. And then it's the in, inside out too, which is your team members want to have a greater purpose and mission. So it's this seismic shift that's happening. And so that's a little bit of the sort of evolved enterprise framework. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing. That's so interesting to hear. I think I knew bits of your story for sure, but it's nice to have a reminder. So I have a couple of questions that came to mind immediately as you were talking. So first of all, like it's clear, you are a visionary. The fact that you were writing copy and then you're like, oh, I want to create, have a website that just creates money on autopilot. Like that's much more of a known concept now. And I think that I was in the online marketing world early at 2009, but you were in it a whole... 10 years before that, what is it like to have a vision that is so unique? It might not necessarily exist, but it is in your heart, like you said, and I love that, but you have this vision. How do you go, go about starting to implement it and bring it to life? And, you know, I'm a, I'd say I'm a huge ideas person. I'm a visionary. I see huge things and it can be 
it can be exciting, but also daunting because it's like, well, where mm. do you get started? And the Glojo, there's a lot of like empathic and creative, right brain, passionate souls of the world. And I think that it can be a double-edged sword sometimes. Yeah, the uh, the visionary piece, um, and, and I would say that my vision has only increased in <laughs> in the uh, the scope of, of what it is because it's, uh, you know, I think of it in terms, so a couple ways to maybe break this down. So one, as you mentioned, like, you know, as a copywriter and then you're like, oh, well, selling products, that makes sense, but not everyone make that jump. So I think there's kind of a, a natural progression and I think of it as these like meta and meta and meta sort of ways of thinking about it. So if you are in the service aspect, like maybe you're doing some sort of service work, agency work, consulting, whatever it is. So that's that's fine. That's great. And then you're learning a skill set. But then how do we elevate that skill set? So now you're selling, you know, one to many in some capacity. Um, and that could be a product. It could be a, a SaaS, you know, software as a service. It could mm -hmm. be, you know, it's a membership, you know, it could be uh, any number of ways. And then, you know, the thinking is, so it's, it's kind of like the way the, the, the universe plays this out. Like I think of like Russian nesting dolls, right? Like, the, you know, the yes. little doll, <laughs> and then the, the next doll contains the little doll and then the next doll contains the other one. And so it's like, you got single cell organisms that then form multi-cell organisms, which form our organs, which then form, you know, that we're like this interesting symbiosis of, of all these different parts. And then we're part of the, of, of the earth and the earth consciousness, which is part of, you know, this galaxy. So it's like, you can keep sort of like growing up this, this aspect too. So one of the new things that I'm going to be start sharing about more and more, I call it the cosmic vision, but um, it'd be great if I had, maybe I'll diagram it for you to just okay, show you super fast. Cool. Um, but, yes. but so it's it's a good way, an interesting way of thinking about what you're doing in the world. And then I'll get to how do you get your vision out. So this, if you can see that. I love um, it. Here is like is your heart. So I call this like your even your your wellspring of wisdom. Like what what's your what's your soul calling? What do you want to get out into the world and move that out into into the world and through people? So that these are seeds. Okay. And awesome. And just super quick for everyone who's listening just off via audio, there's his image, there's a heart in the center, and then there's three sort of like a triad of three circles around it. So right. there we go. Yeah. Thanks, Leah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and the yeah. bottom right are, see, are seeds and seeds are education, training, content, media, even artwork. To me, those are seeds of, of what is this wellspring of wisdom that you want to get out into the world. And then I think about, so the bottom left circle is a sun. Love and it. So and so happy. Is, <laughs> it's a happy little sun. And that's the community that you're building and you're the suns that you're lighting. So again, you know, I said my mission is to light a thousand suns. You can light a thousand suns. So these suns that you're lighting is through the community you're building. It could be deep sort of transformative work. It could be uh retreats, it could be even ceremony, whatever it is. Um, but that helps build that that community that that you're doing, and then outcome blooms. And so it's a little love it. flower petal and the blooms are ideas and projects and so forth that, that are just naturally organically formed. Maybe that, that you and other partners want to sell back into the community or it's community developed. And then, and then, so it's like a really interesting way of thinking about um, an organic aspect of, of how do you get, you know, something out into the world. Yeah. And so that's more of what I'm going to be teaching. And then when you start combining these other sons, who right. are doing all sorts of stuff and you can start like you think about a mycelium network of them and then these these knobs on the dial that could be turned which are 
their connections that they have or the channels that they have access to or the capital or the causes they care about and the capabilities that they have. So, you know, these are sort of five dials that can be, can be changed. So you can either, you can also zoom all the way up. So as a, that's, that's really a fractal of what I'm showing. So it's like a I fractal. So, <laughs> but to answer your question about the vision piece, I think it's, uh, we get so stuck into A to Z. It's like, we want to yeah. go from like, oh, we have the vision. Now, how are we going to take it all the way through and planning that out? And I love allowing, you know, whatever you want to call it. I call it the universe. Yeah. Be like, you know, so I have a little, little thing on my desk that says, it's actually the first page of the Cosmic Journal. And it says, trust the universe has even more in store for you than you can imagine. Yes. And then there's a little bit more to it. But but that aspect of, okay, you have the vision. And if your vision is truly coming from, I talk about, in, especially in Evolved Enterprise also, but I talk about connecting your head, your heart, your higher purpose. So the head is your business side. The heart is your impact. And the higher purpose is like, all right, why are you here? Yeah. And when it's that is in alignment, then that vision comes from that place. I truly believe like the universe also wants that in the evolutionary function of what's happening. So you're, as you move towards it, it's also moving towards you. And, and so you don't have to know exactly how it's going to happen, but you can start releasing these these seeds and hints and, and, and even sharing in some way, but you have to be making the action towards it. So that's why I really love stuff. Like when I started Maverick, it went with the same principles I've done other projects and I, I like putting a stake in the ground. Yeah. And so my stake in the ground was like January, 2008, I was going to do my first Baja dune buggy trip that would be incorporating this thing. And I had no idea who's going to show up or what's going to happen. I went to get a celebrity guest there and I had no idea how we we're going to make that happen and all these things, but it happened because I put the stake in the ground and I made it work. Now, you know, it, we lost like $40,000 on it, but I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's an investment. And you heard a bit of that story, yeah. but it was, you know, everyone has a different capacity for what they want to do and how they want to do it. If they want to release something that they don't need permission to go do it, they don't need to know, like everyone's kind of like waiting for something to happen instead of being like, all right, I'm going to put this out. And I also like thinking of it as experiments or as, you know, even like version one or beta, like whatever it is, whatever makes you feel like, like it's easier and lower stakes and then just putting it out and then you'll see what happens with it. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. There's so much wisdom there. And so just to recap a couple of things that really stood out to me. So I love the, like coming in from the universe and like ideas from above or higher self into yeah. your head and then like your mind and then your heart. And so I remember I was reading, it was a Caroline Mice book or Mace Mice, however you say her name. And she actually talks about this and it's like going, running through these spots. And I know for me in the past, I would make a lot of decisions from my head and yeah. my heart wasn't fully in it. And I would convince myself of why it should be in it. And ultimately those things, they like it wasn't in alignment and I had my big wake up call. And now it's really, really important for me that everything is truly aligned. If my heart's not in it, I can't do it. It's just how I'm wired. I'm a number nine life path in numerology and that's the humanitarian. And I really think like, it's true for me. It's painful if I don't actually believe in something or if my heart's not in it. So I absolutely love that you shared that. The other thing, as you were saying, like planting the seeds and the seeds can be all of these ideas. I love how your ideas included artwork. I just want to say for everyone listening, the Cosmic Journal is full of Yannick's artwork and it's just so fun to see. And again, I think this is the visionary in you. Like people wouldn't necessarily think to 
actually use their own handwriting and coloring and artwork to create a journal. And so it's like, put all of your ideas down there. And then the, there's the sun and then, you know, what we had at the top with the blossoming. So I'm a huge fan of gardening and gardening is something that I reference quite a bit on the podcast because I find it so miraculous. Like Literally, we buy seeds and we know what seeds we're buying. So this can be the ideas or this can be something that you want to bring to life. We plant them, we water them, we give them sun, and then it comes to life. What if we actually took the time to do that with our ideas and to the things and the people that actually mattered to us? It's about being intentional and then giving it the energy and the attention. So I love what you said. Yeah. And the other piece that I'll, I'll provide with vision is uh, it's inside the Evolved Enterprise book. And I've been, it's funny, I heavily influenced by two friends who didn't know each other. And so I put them together and they have a very similar way that they think about vision. And so this one guy, Ari Weinswig, who was co-founder of a company called Zingerman's and then Cameron Harold, who wrote, I think his newest book is Vivid Vision. So all about that or one of his newest books. And, but they have a similar process of like really envisioning what is the, you know, the world that you want to step into. And Ari's method is really powerful. It adds to it where you start with like, what are you proud of? What Like get, get yourself in this really grateful, appreciative, um, just energy first. Yeah. And then from there, like, so, so, so many times, like you're saying you're, you're originally, or a lot of times it'd be like from your head, which is like yeah. the head is like, oh, what could be done or yeah. based on where I am now or who I know, or like, what are the resources I have? And you're kind of constrained when you're in this expansive state, especially of appreciation and joy and, and gratitude, then you can be like, okay, what is really singing to me? What's getting me excited? What, and who cares? Like, it's like, if it really is meant for you and connected to you, it'll, it'll show up. And a lot of times, like that whole quote, I said, you know, the universe has even more in store for you than you can imagine. But I've put things, I used to have this life list of things that I want to do, or, you know, people I want to meet or, or things like that. And so many of them have, you know, gotten even bigger than what I had imagined, because they were in that right energy. And so that's the same way that I see your vision too. And it also attracts awesome people when it's big. And and, and it doesn't have to be like big just for the sake of being big, but it has to be something that's truly, it doesn't have to be, I'll take that back. It's wonderful when it's something that's really connected to your heart and your fullest yeah. expression of who you are. Yeah, I love it. It's so important for me. It's I think it's always been there and I try to ignore it because it seemed... Um, like a little scarier or it was yeah. more, you know, it's taking the leap of faith. And so that leads me to another question with you and share whatever you wanted to share. Cause I feel like I maybe cut you off there, but like faith, well, how have you trusted in yourself in all of this? Yeah. Well, actually it's, it's a perfect connection because I was going to talk about <laughs> it because it's a, like so many times, especially if we're entrepreneurs or if we're business yeah. oriented, it's like, well, what's the business model here? What's yeah. the, how am I going to sell this thing or what's the, and so the cosmic journal was a perfect example of that because it came from, I saw a, a challenge online. It was like a hundred day art challenge. I'm like, oh, cool. that's kind of cool. Like to create art every day for a hundred days. And then I'm like, oh, that's, that's a lot of days. And then I'm like, uh, that, you know, that, like I travel around a lot. Like that would be, that would be, you know, really difficult. And then in my journal, I wrote about it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, the byproducts of that would be really interesting. Who knows what would come out of it. And so I did it just for myself. Like as a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Uh, I want to be a professional hockey player and a cartoonist in the off season was my uh, original. I love it. Sort of hey, not a bad plan, especially for the Canadians. <laughs> not, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and and so I did not become an NHL player. I, did, I still play men's league hockey. And then, but my, my drawings and cartoons, you know, were never, I never did anything with them. And then I actually maybe six, seven years ago in my journal, I started doodling again 
And, and then like the Evolved Enterprise had put a deadline when my friends was holding me accountable to it because it was the first book that I had released a few other books before. And it was very, very, very quick. It was like, okay, I know what I want to do. And, but they weren't the fullest expression of my soul. And this really like the fullest expression at the time of, of what I was putting out there. And so he gave me a deadline because I was still like trying to make it more, more perfect. And then I'm like, okay. And literally at midnight of that deadline, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm missing. I'm missing my own doodles. So you can see in the book, there's a few doodles in there. So it's kind of like the first genesis of yeah. seeing some of this stuff, but it really felt more aligned. So then, you know, I saw this hundred day art challenge and I'm like, okay, that would be really fascinating. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm gonna make it 108 days. And I actually have, I could show you if it's interesting, the actual yeah. original journal. Let's that, see. That, that would be so fun. So it's this little. Okay. Oh yeah. Journal. Yeah. And then over here, it says, uh, Oh my gosh, look at that. 108 days. And then it was like a little checkbox every single day. I love it. And so then it was just like, I, I love that check mark because it'd be at two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock, whenever every single day I was committed to it. And the more, like, I find that you, when you make these commitments to yourself, it's so easy sometimes to break these commitments. Yeah. And so again, I think of them as experiments and, and it doesn't have to be 108 days. It could be whatever, but, but ha having, especially like, something that's just for yourself every single day if you can if you can decide to do that is so powerful because it it just strengthens that muscle too and so this was like so fun and i had no idea what i was going to draw or do like a lot of times it was just like what came through me i'd meditate and see what what came through me sometimes it was through old journals i'd go back and then pretty soon after maybe 50 or 60 days i'm like oh this is like an oracle and i would pop it open and i'd be like oh what's the message here and and so then it was, it was just really fun to, to go through it that way. And then I would show it to people when I was done with it. And one of my friends is like, oh my God, I see how you light up about this thing. I'm going to pay to publish this. I'm like, okay. And so like to make it a real, a real project for me, because it was, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So yeah. then he paid to publish 888 of these special purple vegan edition yeah, ones. I saw those. <laughs> and so then um, I got a, meet, a breakfast meeting with Hay House uh, with Reed Tracy, who's the president of Hay House, and through one of my friends. And he's like, he's like, okay, I've never seen anything like this. This is fascinating. And it turned into you know, that book that you showed. Yeah. And then also a set of Oracle cards. So it's like, you know, it's just this unintentional following your curiosity or heart. And, yeah. and I still think there's so many more things that are going to come out of this, yeah. this cosmic, whatever. I think so too. And honestly, you're the perfect guest for the Glojo because curiosity and self-expression are other values here. <laughs> and so now I know why yeah. I was so drawn. I'm like, I need to talk to Yannick and, yeah. <laughs> and, and have him on, have him on the show. And so shifting to the cosmic journal, I feel like this really is an amazing opportunity to explore this a little bit more. I absolutely love it. It's like, to me, I've written it a little bit, but lots of times I'll just go to it for prompts. And then I journal in a journal because it's so pretty <laughs> and it's nice to kind of re revisit it over and over again. It reads like a book actually, but it's also journaling. And yeah. so, so you know what is fun is I will, so I, you know, I have this one yeah. that I do, I kind of like eat my own dog food, which is, you can see here. Love it. And then I will write in the left-hand side and then when oh, I hit so it cool. again, I'll write multiple times on that same page. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I'll have to, yeah. Do you know what? You're inspiring me. I'll get out my crayons. I'll get out my, or my markers go. and I'll start actually writing in it. Um, but prior to this, so I was like, do you know what? I'm going to choose three. I'm going to turn to three pages and see what messages come up. So it's the beginning of 2023, 
we are committed to being glow getters. And so it's being passionate and expressing ourselves and, you know, really taking what's inside and on our heart and, and creating it in the world. And I absolutely love the messages that came up. So I kind of use the journal as an oracle and I'm definitely going to get the oracle because I love oracle cards. Um, but I'd love to just do a quick overview of what I opened to and then hear your take on totally. it because there's so much wisdom here. And I know my intention is for this to inspire everybody listening to tune into these parts of themselves and what's waiting for, for everyone in 2023. So the very first page that I turned to was page 27 and it says your, your open door awaits with a really fun photo here. Um, and it says you are always just one decision away from walking through the open door of your divine destiny. Sometimes you cannot see it as a door, but it, but it's always there awaiting you. The door is only locked if you think it is. Ooh, I love that. Of course, you may not want to walk through it. It might mean changing your friends, your habits, your identity, and your place here. There's no lock on the door, no ogre or guardian. The limit is only how much you are willing to step fully to the other side, realizing things will never be the same again. It's like a cosmic invitation. It's like that door is, it's calling me to walk through, but you're right. There can be, it, I think change, change is exciting, but making these big decisions can be daunting because we know even if we don't know consciously, but subconsciously, we know that a lot is going to change and it can be hard to let go of comfort and what we know and step into the unknown. What do you have to say about this, Yannick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly right. It's like, uh, it's like so many times we kind of like tiptoe around that door or think we want to go in it, but we're not sure we want to go in it. And, and, and that's that aspect of like knowing that our lives won't be the same when you do step over that threshold. And, and at the bottom of the page is a welcome mat because it is welcoming. It's, mm. um, you know, it's, it's always in your best interests, but, but you have to make that conscious decision, right? Like, so we live in a free will universe where it's mm -hmm. like, you have to invite in that aspect and to make that choice. Um, sometimes we feel like that choice is made for us to step through a door. Uh, but you're always, one of my friends says you can be led by a feather or a hammer. And, and so the, you know, you can decide how you <laughs> want to go through that, that door. Uh, but, but it's, it's, it's an opportunity to, to really, you know, say yes to something that, you know, when, especially when you get quieter, like you'll, you'll hear those, I call it a cosmic alarm clock. It's like these the little quiet voice that, that gets louder and louder. I mean, we can hit snooze and, and put it away for a while, but it always comes back. And that door is, you know, is like stepping through a threshold for sure. So you got to be ready for that and, and realize that it's always going to be in your best interest, but it might require, like it says, like changing friends or changing yeah. circumstances, changing identities, whatever it is, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth it. So yeah. let's see if you want to step into it in 2023. I was trying to find the cards. Some of the cards actually go along with the journal. I was trying to see if I had a, a prompt that went with it, but I couldn't find it. Maybe if I find it, I'll, I'll okay. link it. Sounds good. Well, I'll share quickly. Like I love and how this relates to what we were talking about at the beginning of the interview. You know, you said like, and especially as a visionary and having ideas, or if it's a big project that you want to bring to life, it really is about taking action. It's about taking that first step and we don't need to have it all figured out. And I think that's a big thing that I've learned over the years is I've tried to plan everything, like you said, from A to Z or A to Z. And, <laughs> and it never, and that it's so difficult to do. And 
we, we can't figure everything out. Like a super simple analogy I'll use. I bought my first place a few years ago and that was an exciting time. And I was decorating. And before I moved in, I'm like, I have it all figured out. And then I got my couch in and I'm like, but wait, that actually changes everything. And so for me, I really learned to enjoy the process. I would buy one thing and then I would let that one thing inform the next decision. And mm. it was just such a visual concept of like, oh yeah, you think you have it all figured out, but until you actually take the first step, you don't because things can totally change. And when we take that step, then the next one is revealed and it's about taking the next best step. So for everyone listening, don't think that you have to have it all figured out to walk through the door. If the calling is That's there, if your cosmic alarm clock is going off, just take the first step and walk through and the rest will, in, have you know, a little bit of courage to go do it, right? Yeah. To go cosmic courage Ooh, i go. think cosmic that's something courage. it's like yeah let's talk about getting some cosmic courage <laughs> <laughs> i like the cosmic courage a cosmic courage to me i, I you know I, haven't, I hadn't thought about that concept but to me that would be like knowing that you have all these allies and guides yeah and ancestors and all these i don't know beings are kind of rooting for you and, yeah. and seeing that, that you'll win i love it i got chills all right so on to the second one Page. Oh no, that was the third one. Okay. The second one. And you kind of all, you said this. And so it's funny how the second one, um, I feel like it really builds off of the first one, page 47. What can you say yes to even more? And so for everyone listening, what can you say yes to even more in 2023? And some of the examples that Yannick shared here, say yes to fully showing up, say yes to playing more, say yes to resources and guidance. Say yes to accepting help, amazing opportunities, always opening my role in the greater cosmic story, being in full alignment and saying yes to myself. And then the one other thing that I'll highlight is saying yes is allowing. I love that. And saying yes is way more fun. And it's uh, it does actually connect to it. It's kind of funny because if you look yeah. down on the page, um, like halfway through, it says yes is the open door that was previously closed. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely connected to it. And I found the car that was connected. Perfect. To, okay. To this. But they're actually, they're jointly, you know, which makes perfect sense. So yeah. it says yes to your open door. So they're, that that's the card. And, and then the prompt was, what is my next open door awaiting my yes? So it's a perfect prompt for for journaling for 2023 and, and beyond. What is my next open door awaiting my yes? And at the bottom of the page, um, I have a couple sort of like fun experiments. Yeah. And, and it said like, uh, write the word yes in your journal or ahead in your calendar on random days. But on the cards, I actually have it as write yes 11 days forward in your journal or calendar. And then on that day, you say yes to every invitation that comes your way, especially if it's something you would normally say no to. So whenever you listen to this recording, 11 days from now, if you want to take the experiments, always uh, opt in, then, you know, you write in your calendar, big yes. And then you'll see what is, what's your, your yes day. Um, it was really cute. Um, so I had studied with um, this cacao instructor, which is a long sort of synchronicity story out of Costa Rica. And, and then I went to go visit them recently and visited her whole family and they, they love the, the cards. And the, the youngest one, the boy who's uh, Mihail, he's like 11. And he's like, he's like, I forgot when it was going to be, but he pulled, he kept pulling that yes card, which is the yes is the open door card. And then you write down like 11 days from now, like you say yes to stuff. And, and his mom would write it down and, and he's like, when's my yes day? And she's like, oh, it's coming up. And, and so he was like really, really into it. He loved it. And so that, that yes day, it's, it's always more fun to, to say yes to and see what, what shows up. 
Yeah, I love that. There's a movie with Jennifer Garner and it's say when the kids like there's a yes day and the parents have to say uh, yes to everything. I have not seen that one. I wonder if they got the inspiration from the Cosmic Journal. I will send you the link. I'll find you the name and I'll send it across. Know. Is it new? <laughs> it's newish. Yeah, I think it's fairly mm-hmm. new. So, um, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a cool concept. What can we say yes to uh-huh. more and like really saying yes to ourselves. And the one other thing that I want to highlight that has come up through the interview that I just so appreciate this perspective that you have things as research things as experiments because I think it makes it easier for us to try something new I know recently I was talking to a friend about decisions and it can be scary to make big decisions but realizing that the decision isn't finite like when I moved to Malaysia to work at Mind Valley and this is how we ended up meeting when I moved there I had no idea. Like literally I was so ignorant. I had been to Southeast Asia. I was like, I was in Thailand. I looked on a map. I'm like, cool. It's below Thailand. Yeah. I'll go. (laughs) I like, I like Thailand. I'll go. And at the time I had these other job offers on the table and I totally followed my heart and followed my gut instinct to go to Malaysia, even though I had no clue. People kept saying, this is the business we run. I'm like, this is the ugliest single webpage ever. I don't get how this is a business, but I'm a yes. And I'm following this. And what I said to myself is, it's not permanent. It's not finite. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and you can come home and it's taking the pressure. So for everyone listening, experiment research, I think that's just a really great perspective to have. And um, I I totally agree with you. And it's like, I I feel like we are always like rerouted to our true sort of destiny or Dharma or, you know, what what it's going to be like. So even if you take this side or this side, like you're still going to end up exactly where you're meant to be. It's just going to show up in maybe a different, a different way or a different opportunity. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, there's, there's different ways of looking at those decisions is like, is this a permanent decision or is this right. a, like how, how undoable is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I love that rerouting. Okay. The third one, ask wonderfully, receive graciously. For so many of us, we find it easier to give than to receive. There's an infinite circle of both that are required for you. It's like breathing. You cannot simply exhale only or even inhale forever. That would be silly, but why do we believe this natural rhythm doesn't apply in this other way too? Best analogy ever. I want to hear more about this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so I I come from a natural way of being, which is being of service and giving. And then I just believe that, you know, that creates value. And and that's how I built a lot of relationships. And what I've been getting better at is asking so that it closes that loop. And I've I've realized that by asking, you also allow someone else to provide that same feeling that you get that you're so joyful about when you provide something to them. And so I've gotten better at it. I I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it. You know, a lot of this, I created this journal literally for myself. Yeah. So it was like, and I wasn't expecting to publish it. So a lot of the stuff is like just, you know, stuff that reminders for myself or just, you know, whatever it is. And so that ask wonderfully received graciously. Um, I had a really big moment that I was really proud of the other day. One of my friends, I asked him, I'm like, Hey, would you ever consider like a magic piggy bank for like random projects that I, you know, you've always said that you want to support all the projects and things that I do. Like, what's that? I'm like, you know, just some dollar amount that you'd feel comfortable with that you didn't, wouldn't care if it worked or didn't work, or, you know, it'd just be fun experiments that we play around with. And to me, the biggest thing is our friendship. So I wouldn't want it to ever impact our friendship. And he's like, huh. He's like, that's kind of interesting. So it came from uh, this concept, um, this guy, Richard Saul Warman, who, you know, I've become, I don't know, friendly with whatever, the guy who created Ted, 
And and the way Ted was created was he asked one of his friends who's very well to do. Um, he's like, I had this idea. I want to bring together people in the technology and education and design space. And the guy's like, all right, sounds good. I mean, this is a short version of what I heard from yeah. Richard. And he's like, he's like, okay, how much you need to do it? And and the guy's like, okay, this much. And, and he wrote a check for it. So I'm like, you know, and you know, you can see what Ted turned into, obviously. And, and yeah, it's and, incredible. You know, beyond, you know, obviously Chris Anderson took it over and took it to a whole nother level, but but it was just interesting that concept. And so that was, you know, one of my leading edges of like asking. And the other thing with the asking was like not having expectation around it. Mm. That's a part of like the the ask wonderfully received graciously. Like do it in a whimsical way, do it in a fun way, do it in a way that feels right to your heart. And not get so caught up in the uh, of yeah. the asking and and just see. So the card that's connected to this, and I'll read yeah. you the, awesome. the prompt for it, which is what is my highest desire right now, and how can I joyfully ask for it? So what is my highest desire right now, and how can I joyfully ask for it? And then in the card deck, there's also what are called cosmic checkboxes, which are action items that you would do Fine. within 24 hours. And so today you would ask wisely, ask whimsically and ask often today, see how it feels and what happens, experiment without attachment to any requests. So I love it. there you go. Yeah, that's so, I, I, I love this. And then I love how it connects back to the second one because it's say yes to, say, say yes to resources and guidance accepting help. Um, totally. I, you know, so it's so cool how it all plays on each other. And I know it's so interesting because it's like, why for me, I've gotten a lot better at asking for support in certain ways, but then in other ways, it's, it's like, it doesn't even cross my mind. And so this was really a great prompt for me to be like, oh yeah, Hey, like ask for support. It's, it's okay to do that. And then the, on the other end of that is the receiving graciously, which I absolutely love this concept. I actually think that it can be so difficult for a lot of people to receive. And I think that, especially when I think of the Glojo listeners as like the empathic, energetically sensitive people who are, you know, like they want to help naturally give, it can be really uncomfortable to just receive. And so what advice do you have for people listening for how they can actually strengthen their receptivity muscles? Well, I think, so a lot of this is like feeling comfortable in the joy. Mm. So fascinating. And and again, this has been an exploration for myself. It's like, how good can it get? Yeah. How, before you start feeling like, oh, what's going to happen over here? Yeah. Like the other shoe's going to drop or whatever. Like, so like how good can it feel and get? And that to me is this just ongoing practice of resetting our nervous system to just be like, ah, okay, this is how it can feel like totally in ease and in flow. And then that becomes a new normal and allow that to be yourself. And and so it doesn't have to be all at once. It can be again, like, yeah. you know, it does like there's, there's no rules to it. It could be, but it's just catch yourself in these moments and catch yourself in moments where you feel really good and things are in flow and be like, okay, I want to not anchor that in. So you don't want to hold attachment to it, but allow it to just fully embody yes. that aspect and then breathe that all the way in. And then also when there's times when things feel scrunched up yeah. and also breathe through that and allow that to, to pass through. And so you can work out that, that kink maybe. And then, so it becomes much more of that easy, like in the diagram, it's an infinite uh, loop. Yeah. So, so the, the easier that that flows, the better. Um, but, but, you know, there's gonna be different ways of doing that. And and so, so many modalities and, and healers can help with that, but really yeah. it's just connecting to your body. And that's been, again, another exploration for, for myself. 
Yeah. So a couple things come to mind there. And then I want to share a cool visual that I got when Mm. you were talking. So Gay Hendricks and the concept of a glass ceiling, where we have these set points of how good things can get. And so this is an invitation for everyone listening, start to pay attention if your life is going really well. And then all of a sudden you have unnecessary drama or you're sick or these random things that are totally not related start happening. They probably are because we have these subconscious um, set points of how much good we're allowed to take or like willing to take in. And then I love that Abraham Hicks says, just sit in it for 18 seconds. And so Mm -hmm. this is a practice and 18 seconds doesn't seem like a very long time, but it actually kind of can be. So if you're feeling extra joyful or if something really great just happened, like literally set an alarm, maybe put 20 seconds on there to give yourself that little time or like even 30, like be wild, give yourself 30 seconds to (laughs) soak in the good. But it's about Um, reprogramming ourselves, I think reprogramming ourselves at a cellular level, and then expanding our bandwidth. And this is the cool visual that I got, like cosmic bandwidth. And I literally saw you Yannick on the Milky Way. Imagine if our cosmic bandwidth is like the Milky Way and you're going and you're, it's like these slides and you're going up and down and that's how life is, but it's the journey and it's the ride. So yeah, it's like, I just saw you, (laughs) saw you on the cosmic bandwidth in the Milky Way. (laughs) Well, this is the thing I've been connecting to a lot recently, just people that can't, can't see it. It's a cosmic sloth. (laughs) It's <laughs> connected to my cacao teachings. So the cosmic sloth was a, the universe creator and, and lives on the celestial hammock. So <laughs> uh, bandwidth is, is pretty connected, I think. Um, oh, that's great. Hey, Hendricks is, is really interesting. Uh, I, I've started going back to some of his work, yeah. especially the Leap and, and really loving it. And then him and, and him and Katie's work. Yeah, they've got, he has a book. There's actually, so... There's a couple of his books that really uh, that have really resonated with me, and I'm actually going to add them into the Glojo shop as well. But there's one called Five Wishes, and it was such mm-hmm. a simple book. And it's just it for me that yep. was one of the biggest things that helped me reprioritize what was important to me. The whole concept is before you die, like what are your five wishes? And I, I had the big, we'll say the big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah, look at there it is, Gay <laughs> Hendrix. I love that. <laughs> it's in his cosmic journal. Yeah, and. I, uh, what are your five wishes or one of them? If you they're, don't mind. They're in there. Okay. Which page yeah. is it on? I don't know because I'm looking at the purple okay. version. Okay. Got it. I'll find it in this. It has version. the non pages. It's towards the back. Got it. Towards the back. <laughs> really, okay. Really close to the back. Oh, that's awesome. But I know for me, one of them was like, spend more time in nature. Like it was mm-hmm. actually so like there was the big ones, but then there are some really, really simple ones. And it's like, read all of the books that I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> or, or not like don't you know don't yeah. force yourself to, to read them but, all but I actually love I'll be like oh I think that for me when I see books I just get they inspire something in me even just the. Yeah. but I have a lot of books that I truly do want to read some of them I absolutely will not um but yeah well, it's funny how books show up in the right time so when I was in that sort of sideways moment with Maverick my wife is definitely afraid of bugs and other things as well and and so I was at hockey um, and she come, I, I come back and there's like a text. She's like, uh, there's, you know, you have to get rid of this bug. It's it's sitting underneath a book and in the hallway. And and so she had like placed a book on top of this bug. And and I'm like, I'm like, oh, what I haven't seen book? that book in forever. And there's a really great one. And it was called The Great Work of Your Life, which is takes apart the Bhagavad Gita with these people's lives and how they oh, find cool. their karma. And, and so it's really amazing. 
and super inspirational for where I was in that time. And I've read it multiple times now and it's it like a perfect timing. So certain things do show up. Yes. Yeah. Not certain things all the time. It shows yeah. up in that way where it's just like, if you're open and aware to it, it's, yeah. it's awesome. I love that. I want to read that book because I've read the Bhagavad Gita and it was, I read that like quite a while ago and I was like, whoa, that was a big one. That was sort of when I was yeah. first getting into <laughs> getting into Yeah, it's this. a really good one for sure. So I had, it's funny that there's a chapter called the cosmic vision, at least in the, uh, the uh, yeah. version that I've had, the translation. And I read it after that whole 111 year old self kind of yeah. concept came in and, um, and the cosmic vision talks about the quote is something like if a thousand suns were all to rise at the same time, their, their, their splendor would, would resemble, resemble that, that supreme spirit or something like that. And I'm like, oh, wow, a thousand suns. Like it was just like the, another sort of yeah. indicator that there's something big. And it's called the cosmic vision chapter. I'm like, okay, that's. You're like, okay, this um, is a, I love that. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So these synchronicities are another way of. I think finding like the hits and the hints yeah. and the little winks from the universe that you're totally on the yeah. right path and yeah. finding that. I'll give that. one more last Perfect. point okay. for the five, the five Let's wishes. Let's do it. All right. Be, or any of them really. Like, so we talked about the, like for my 111 year old self, but yeah. using your non-dominant hand. So if you're, you're yeah. using like, so if you're these five wishes and you, you could try it with your normal dominant hand and then try it again with your non-dominant and see what shows up. And, and usually you'll get like this deeper, more insightful wisdom. I love that. I love it. Well, thank you. And I see you shuffling. Are you going to pull a card for us? Oh, is I don't know. Is this how we're going to close? Is this how we're going to close this? Let's pull a card and, and okay. we'll, we'll close it. Sounds All right. You great. tell me when to stop. Hold on. All right. Shot. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I think this is the natural way to end this conversation. <laughs> okay. Stop. Okay. Enter okay. one step forward, one step onward. Well, if we needed a theme for today, there, you go. So this, there we go. This is, yeah, this is based on one of my favorite drawings, actually, which is the labyrinth inside the Cosmic Journal. I remember that one. This very elaborate labyrinth. And then the, originally it was just going to say um, whatever it says in the first sort of couple lines. It says something like you can only see, you don't need to see the full path, just the next step, dot, dot, yeah. dot. And but so that's the that's the full one. And so I spent a lot of time drawing it. I'm like, wow, right. I feel like I can keep going. And so just whatever came to me, and it was really amazing when you read it, like it, it's based on where you are in the labyrinth. Like it's like you're turned around. You don't, you feel like you're further away from where you're meant to be going. So, so this card is based on that too. And so it says, you're in a thick fog, you're in a thick fog right now. You can see only a few feet ahead of you. And that's all you need. Instead of knowing each move exactly, which steps to take in which order, realize that when you walk forward, your next step will be revealed to you. Uh, pretty much what we're it. talking about. <laughs> this is a journey of one step forward and one step onward. You're being asked to enter your perfect path awaiting you without reservation and without hesitation. So the cas cosmic catalyst, which is the prompt is what is the next step I can take right now? And when, and then what is the next step? I so, love it. What is the next step I can take right now? And then what is the next step? And then your cosmic checkbox, which is the action item. Yeah. Is ask someone to be your accountability partner to ensure you make your next step forward without over planning it or overthinking it. There we go. And I actually released an episode on accountability in January. So I'll make sure to link to that episode nice. um, in the show notes. And that was with my accountability buddy. <laughs> and we shared this, the seven, the seven C's for being a great accountability buddy and making it work. So thank you so much, nice. Yannick. This was such nice. a fun conversation. And I feel like I could just keep talking forever. Like even that card, I'm like, oh, so 
I'm, I'm so happy that I took the step and reaching out to you. And I'm so grateful that you said yes to being on the show and for making the time to be here with me today and for sharing your wisdom and your insight and your playfulness and gifts with the Glojo community. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Leanne. Always great talking to you and connecting. Yeah. Likewise, Yannick. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>